Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or COMPASS, is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or even to set up a face-to-face meeting or meeting via media in these days. For many people, Social Security is the linchpin of their overall retirement strategy. So today, we're going to take a look at some Social Security do's and don'ts that people nearing retirement may want to know. But before we start peeling back Social Security, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? I'm tired, mad, disgusted, hungry, and broke, Matt. Mm. Oh, and a little bit thirsty, come to think of it. (laughs) No, I'm good. Wouldn't it be crazy if somebody actually answered that honestly? Hey, how you doing? You, we've all met that person though. <laughs> That's, honestly, true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. They're actually out there. Yep. Maybe not their verbatim answer, but it might as well have been. <laughs> no, actually, to be honest, I am good. I've had a good week. So it hasn't been crazy busy like it usually is. So uh, that's good. It's been a little more of a relaxing week for me. How about for you? Um, a little busy. It's just, uh, it's nicer out. So, you know, I'm outside even more than normal and the kids and everything else. So, uh, but not as busy doing the normal things we would normally do, but I'm glad to hear that you, that wasn't your actual answer. I, yeah, I was no, afraid you would turned into one of those people that would light up a room by leaving it. <laughs> no, you know better. That's not me. I hope. Yeah, I know. I thought yeah. something horrible may have happened there <laughs> no. for a second. No, but uh, so you've been getting outside. Well, you know, I know your nickname is Captain Matt and you're a boat yeah. captain. So have you been out on your boat? I have been out on the boat. So, yeah, it's it, I actually have my captain's license. I've maintained it all these years because I still like to take some people out uh, fishing, you know, like I used to do when I was younger. So I kept I keep that going. Uh, so I could charter your boat and you'd captain it and uh, hire you as a guide and we could go out and catch some fish. Uh, you could charter my boat. I'd probably get a different captain for the day. Oh, you wouldn't captain? <laughs> Is that based on me personally or you. just? Yeah, you. Oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> Super hurtful, Matt. No, um, there's, you know, there's still a handful of people I like to take out every year. So I keep that license so we can do that. And sure. uh, What kind and of fish it, would we catch? Uh, if you If you took me out fishing, if I chartered your boat and you as a captain for a day, uh, what kind of fish could I expect to catch? Well, my personal specialty, what I love bringing people to do is go shark fishing. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? 
no, we're a catch and release outfit. So we don't, you know, take out any of these endangered or pressured fish, but we do go fishing for them. And I, I love the day we're way out in the ocean and, uh, it, the fishery is incredible. And there's times where you're, the boat's just surrounded by 10, 15 sharks are just swimming all around the boat. And oh, uh, I'm going to pass on the whole thing it, then. Yeah. Well, it, it's a different kind of experience. shark week with Matt, Captain yeah. Matt. <laughs> it's a, it's a different kind of experience, but you know, if you know what you're doing, it's not dangerous. You keep it as safe as possible. You know, it's like, it, it's, it, I always equate having learned what I learned out there. It, you know, it wasn't easy to get all the licenses I had to be out there and neither is it easy to get all the licenses you need to do what I do day to day. And, but the, the parallels, there's so many, you know, planning, right. And being able to adjust when there's a hiccup, you know, maybe it's the weather, maybe something on the boat, maybe the wind, whatever it could be, there's, you have to make course corrections and they have so many parallels that when I'm doing one, the other one's often in my head, lessons I've learned from the either one help me be better at the one I'm doing at the time. Right. And there are a lot of parallels you can draw to utilize when you're working on financial planning uh, with your clients. I think that's, I think that's great. So what are we talking about on the show today? Today, social security, uh, it's, it, there's a lot of people that it's social security is a huge chunk of their retirement and, yeah. uh, it's vital for so many. There's a Motley Fool article. It's a it's six social security rules you should know by heart. So first thing I want to say about that article is that it's keeping nearly 15 million retirees out of poverty. So, so social security is beyond that millions more rely on the program to supplement their income, protect the quality of life during retirement. And no matter what role you expect social security to play in your retirement financial strategy, it's important to have a good feel for how the program operates and to really, especially know some of its basic rules. Yeah. And I know social security is something that, you know, we need to think about. And I'm always interested when it pops up in financial news. Uh, What do you have for us first when it comes to rules of social security that we should know about? So the first one I think most people should remember is uh, many people are eligible to claim, pretty much everyone that's eligible is eligible to claim when they turn 62. However, it's just the very first age that you're eligible and it's not considered your full retirement age or what we often simply call the FRA. If you haven't already retired, Social Security assigns you an FRA. For most people right now, the age is currently between 66 and 67. Hmm. So because I'm a glutton for punishment and I need a nap, I'm going to ask you if you could Tell us how Social Security benefits are calculated. Yes, this is the ego part, or eyes glaze (laughs) over. How is your Social Security benefit calculated? We're going to get into some really, really boring math here, but let's talk about this first. So the (laughs) great question, Social Security Administration. I've been talking about Social Security for so long, and nothing makes me feel intoxicated more than trying to say Social Security Administration, that it comes (laughs) Always sounds a slur to me, but um, it uses your average earnings from the 35 years that you earn the most money. If you work less than 35 years, those missing years are calculated as zeros. And if you remember anything from school, zeros in an average really bring that down. And to our earlier point, if you don't want to work until your full retirement age, you may file for Social Security at age 62. Yeah, but if you file early like that, you lose out on a lot of your benefit. That's a reduced benefit. And filing before your full retirement age uh, comes with that trade-off, right? 
Well, it does. If you file before your full retirement age, your monthly benefit payment is going to be smaller. Now, you thought if you thought the first part of this answer was going to be a little boring, Tony, or confusing, bear down here because <laughs> there's some weird fractions coming up. And I'm not talking about like nine sevenths, but uh, wake the kids, alert yeah. the neighbors. Here we go. Here we go. Right. For the fir- each of the first 36 months, you claim your benefit before your full retirement age. Your benefit is reduced by five ninths of a percent. And if you file more than 36 months before your FRA, your monthly payment is reduced an additional five twelfths of 1% for each month over the initial 36 months. So I'm sure everybody's able to do the quick math and figure out exactly how much that would be right now in their heads. Uh, When you look at the numbers over the course of a year or even years, the percentage can't add up in a hurry, though. Well, yeah, and I'd say those qualify as strange fractions. I don't remember the last time I actually heard somebody say five twelfths. Five twelfths, twelfths. So, um, you know, I guess the downside of filing for Social Security before your FRA then is losing out on benefits. So what happens if you worked if you actually work past your full retirement age, if you're still working or just don't start drawing your benefit until after that age? What happens? A short answer, Tony, is that waiting past your FRA to claim Social Security will increase your monthly benefit. But here's an interesting twist. You hit 100% of your benefit at your FRA, but your benefit can grow past 100%. So you're first eligible at age 62. You hit your FRA between 66 and 67, and the maximum Social Security benefit kicks in when you turn 70. Uh, All that said, if you're in good health, enjoy your work. It might be a wise move to keep working until you're 70. Whether that's actually an appropriate decision depends on your unique situation and your specific goals for retirement. Yeah. I was going to use the word anecdotally here, but I'm going to stop myself. Uh. Instead, you should just tell a story that's kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it does seem like more people are interested in working longer. So how much does a person's benefit increase if they keep going to the office or working after they've reached their full retirement age then? Okay, I wish this was cut and dry too, but uh, for each year after the FRA, that person delays filing for Social Security until age 70, their benefit increases by 8%. That's the short of it. According to AARP's maximum Social Security benefit, the most a person filing for secure, uh, Social Security in 2020 at age 70 can receive per month is $3,790. There is one caveat, of course, that some of our listeners should be aware of. You must have fully qualified for Social Security before your FRA to be eligible for this increase. So you'll have had to have worked and paid your Social Security taxes for at least 10 years. If you're still in the process of qualifying for Social Security after you've reached your FRA, you don't qualify for that 8% increase. Okay. Interesting. Now, before we move on uh, to the next segment, uh, what do you have for our listeners? Probably right now, I'm guessing there's a whole bunch of swirling question marks in anybody's head that can visualize <laughs> it. Uh, so, listen, no matter how you expect to fit Social Security into your overall retirement financial strategy, I really urge you to really familiarize yourself with the program as a whole or certainly work with someone who understands it incredibly well so they can help you do that. Um, there's options that are it's going to hold specifically for you. I'd really like to encourage people to visit 
our website, compass-ltd.com, or call the office. We can you know, discuss with us how our team can help you answer the que- your, these questions, address your concerns about your path to retirement. It's always our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you're working so hard for. All right, and this is The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. And Matt, during today's show, you've been exploring some of the key Social Security rules and options that people nearing their full retirement age, or FRA, might benefit from. And everyone out there who hasn't yet filed, uh, this is important information. Uh, What do you have next for us? Okay, the next element of Social Security our listeners should know is that your lifetime benefit doesn't change so much based on timing. So the Motley Fool article, six Social Security rules you should know by heart. They explained it there. Whether you file for Social Security early or right at the end of your window, your lifetime benefit may work out to be similar. It might be different, but it may it all depends on really longevity here. The system is designed that way. So if you begin receiving your benefit when you're 62, you'll get a longer series of smaller payments. On the flip side, if you begin taking your benefit at 70, you'll get fewer payments, but they'll be bigger. That means if you have a clear reason to file for Social Security on the early side due to something like a job loss or your health, you can go ahead and do it without feeling like you're making a financial mistake or leaving a pot of money sitting on the table unclaimed. Wow. Well, yeah, and I think that's a really good breakdown. The total is similar, but the monthly payments are going to vary depending on when you file. I think I can remember that. I believe in you, Tony. I believe in you. Someone has uh, to. Yeah. Another critical piece of this puzzle is that if you qualify for Social Security, your your spouse of at least one year can base their claim on your earnings history. So the amount your spouse receives will be either what your spouse earned from working or up to one half of your benefit at your FRA, whichever one is higher. So any spousal benefits also don't change the monthly amount that you receive. So. Yeah. And one thing I've been curious about is if there's any flexibility if a person files uh, but then has a bit of buyer's remorse for whatever reason and, and wants to undo that. Maybe you just filed and you're hearing the show and like, wow, I should have waited and let my benefits roll up a bit. Uh, is there anything you can do about that? Uh, there, there, There is something you can do about, sure. Uh, you do have some options. There is some flexibility. It's like as flexible as a relatively medium-sized metal rod, right? So, <laughs> so it does allow you, it, al- right. it allows you to withdraw your application within 12 months of filing, although there's three key points within that policy that people should be aware of. And what are those? Uh, see, I set them up. You knock them down, Tony. Yep. The first thing to be aware of is that when you withdraw, you have to repay any money that you or anyone in your family received from your Social Security application. Uh, next, any family member who received benefits based on your earnings record, which usually means your spouse, has to agree to the withdrawal in writing. And finally, you can only do it once. You can't withdraw, refile it at a later date, and then withdraw again. So right. you're only allowed to change your mind that one time. Yeah, so you can only play with the withdrawal card uh, once. So what, what's next? What do you have for us next regarding Social Security that we need to know about? All right, so one more thing people probably should be aware of is that even though there isn't a magic recipe to significantly increase your monthly payment, you can educate yourself about how the benefit formula works so that you can use that knowledge to your advantage. We mentioned earlier, your Social Security payment at your FRA is based on your highest 35 years of salaries. And if you don't work for 35 years, those missing years are calculated as zeros. And if you're in that situation, you can focus 
on filling in those zeros with working years. That will increase your averages and increase your monthly payment. And if you've put in 35 years of work, you can increase your average monthly payment by simply continuing to work. Now, this might be especially valuable if you're currently earning a higher salary relative to the rest of your career, because it will drop some of your lower earnings out of the formula and it'll plug in your higher earning years. So do you have anything else for us uh, here before we uh, move on to the next segment? Well, you know, we always we try and tackle a different topic on each show we do here. And if you enjoyed what you heard during today's show, visit the website, compass-ltd.com. Click on the radio page. There's more episodes there. If it sparks any questions and you need someone to talk to about it, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can contact us directly through the website. Our team's always there to help work with you directly. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Matt. And today you've been talking to us about some of these social security rules and quirks uh, that our listeners might want to be aware of, right? Yes, that's what we've been doing, Tony. And it's been, I think, a really good conversation so far. I I only fell asleep once. That's it? Yep. Wow. Pretty good so far. Okay, good. Then it was really good. It's usually three or four times by now for you. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And so I my snoring a, though seems to startle the listeners. That's what the mute button's for. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I fall asleep with my head on the mute button, that helps. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was <laughs> speaking of mute buttons. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, so there was an article I was reading recently from CNBC. Costs have skyrocketed for retirees. Here's why Social Security benefits aren't keeping up. Now, we, I always refer to these articles, but it's also the same stuff I've been telling people forever because it's demonstrable. Right? I think it nicely reinforces the idea as much as possible. Social Security shouldn't be your entire retirement strategy. strategy. Excuse me. It should instead just be part of your robust overall retirement strategy. Yeah. Do you have a she shed? I full of don't, seashells? but I know someone who does. <laughs> Well, in all seriousness, though, Matt, the concept of making sure Social Security doesn't make up your entire retirement strategy is something I have heard before. Uh, We can't rely just on Social Security. So I'm eager to hear what you have to say on this one. Well, I was eager to just hear you say that. That honestly sounds like one of the hardest tongue twisters I've ever heard in my life. Well, Social Security alone is hard to say without it sounding like you've been drinking for five hours. Yeah, I said that earlier, right? And then you added like a bunch more S's in there. That was a really, (laughs) I feel like it's a Brady Bunch episode. Anyway, as the the article notes, uh, cost for retirees, they're rising rapidly. Social Security's cost of living adjustments just haven't kept up with those rising expenses. So, for example, a person who retired in 2000 would have seen their average Social Security payment increase from $816 in 2000 to about $1,246 in 2020. An increase, it always sounds good, right? But a deeper look reveals that to have adequately kept up with expenses, the payment would have had to jump from $816 to $1,626. Wow. Uh, that That's a lot. That's, that's yeah. huge, right? Yeah, that's why we call the inflation the silent killer, right? Yeah. To make it more potentially challenging, there was a report from the Senior Citizens League recently, and and it indicates there's a strong chance that the 2021 cost of living adjustment is going to be zero. And that'll stress budgets for retirees even further, especially with all the crazy stuff going on. That data is based on the Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index. 
through April 2020. But the official cost of living adjustment announcement is made annually in October. So I guess there's still some time for that forecast to change. And as Jim Carrey so said, so said once. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) I'd say it's about one in a million. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Thanks for picking up on what I thought that chance. Well, hopefully things change for the better, but it seems fair to say that people who are receiving Social Security shouldn't expect much relief by way of a significant cost of living adjustment then. Uh, So what's next? Yeah, and I'd love to be wrong on that one, but it's probably true, right? The bottom line is that a small cost of living adjustment or no cost of living adjustment at all is putting more and more pressure on the buying power that retirees have. Buying power is one of those things you'll always hear me talking about. And here's some examples of how much the cost of certain products has gone up since 2000. So the average annual out-of-pocket cost for prescriptions has gone up 252%. Homeowners insurance, 174%. 174%. Gallon of heating oil has gone up 172%. 10 pounds of potatoes, right, has gone up 168%. Potatoes. Oh, potatoes. That's crazy. There hasn't been any, like, massive uh, potato discoveries, right? <laughs> like, there's, Is there so, a potato famine again? No, right? So the average monthly premium for Medigap policy, 148%. Well, yeah, now, healthcare, crazy. Healthcare crazy. It's not as crazy as potatoes, but regardless. <laughs> well, <laughs> in perspective, it's crazier, right. but yeah. It is. It is. But according to C- CNBC, Social Security benefits have gone up 53%. So the cost of goods and services retirees use has jumped 99.3%. Social Security benefits have gone up 53%. Yeah. So it's not, it's not uh, keeping and those, up. And those other ones, you know, astronomically higher than that. It's plain to see that even a generous cost of living adjustment is only going to get a retiree so far. Yeah. And to me, uh, that makes the importance of making sure that you're maximizing your Social Security by using filing strategies, waiting till just the right time has to be part of your overall financial retirement strategy, uh, but not the entire strategy itself. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, it should that should make that very clear. Again, you know, th- those parallels I was talking about before, we always file a pl- float plan when we're going to go out. It's kind of like that comprehensive financial plan. We take a look at how far we're going, who's going to be there, how much fuel we have on board. We have a plan in place. Now, does not 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 to say things are, aren't going to change, but it gives us the great greatest chance of success, and that's why financial planning comes in so importantly here. Uh, and this is why I think there's some good news. People have options when it comes to making sure they have the right amount of income to maintain their preferred quality of life during retirement. There was a Kiplinger article, 12 strategies to generate income in retirement. And it presents some potentially good options. Uh, Let's start with this one, setting up a Roth IRA. So unlike traditional IRA, where you don't pay taxes on your contributions until you make qualified withdrawals, the Roth IRA allows you to make withdrawals tax-free because you paid the taxes when you made a contribution. So essentially, a Roth IRA allows you to pay taxes on your money before it flows into your account, rather than paying those tax Texas is money flowing out of your account. So do Roth IRAs have required um, distributions then? The wonderful answer is they don't. Oh, that's That nice. means, yeah, if you don't need the money, you can simply leave it in your account so it can grow for your heirs. And that kind of flexibility may make a Roth IRA a valuable component of your retirement strategy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what other options are there for building a broad retirement strategy? We, I think we have time for one more. Okay, how about an annuity? Uh, it's another tool 
people, a lot of our listeners may want to consider. When you purchase an annuity, you're giving an insurance company a lump sum payment in exchange for a monthly check, often for life. You can also purchase an annuity that has survivor benefits that will be paid to your spouse after you die. It's important to create a retirement strategy that takes into account your retirement income needs. So Social Security provides a solid income base, but it's often not enough to cover all expenses in retirement. So you should consider additional options for retirement. And uh, annuities and Roth IRAs aren't the only ones. They're two easy ones to talk about right now. Annuities aren't for everybody, but they certainly have a place in a lot of people's retirement plans. They are long-term insurance products that are primarily designed to provide income in retirement. So when you're looking at that income puzzle, it's quite often a good piece to add in there. That's awesome. And this has been another great episode, very insightful, but we've run out of time. Matt, is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Yeah, I just wish we had more time. You and me both, Bubba. <laughs> well, you know, as usual, listen, if you have any questions about your financial strategy, visit the website, compass-ltd.com. Call the office, 800-339-9252. We'll talk to you about how we might, you know, we, hopefully we can answer some of your questions right there. We can address some of your concerns. If not, we'll schedule time where we can sit down. There's no cost. There's no obligation to that initial consultation. It's our goal to help you prepare for that retirement you're working so hard for. We want you to be able to achieve those long-term goals you have, but also be able to live that life you want today by putting a comprehensive financial plan in place your chances of doing that increase so if you have any questions go ahead call us look us up online and until then we'll have another show ready for you next week talking about a new topic all right sounds great matt and listeners that does it for today's episode of the financial compass with our host matthew brunner thank you for listening to the financial compass don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan for more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.